Everybody loves to be right, and a lot of people feel right after the Arizona Cardinals stumbled on Monday Night Football. We'll give our final thoughts on the letdown that was in primetime. Plus, we'll get into the Arizona Cardinals' next opponent. Dare we throw the word trap around? It's Lockdown Cardinals. Bo and Alex hanging out with you on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on? Rise up, Red Sea. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And uh, we're kind of finally relaxed a little bit after the Monday we recorded immediately afterwards. And, uh, um, you know, I think that we were pretty frantic. A lot, a lot of people were hitting button a little bit after the L.A. Rams finally kind of showed that they're a good team in the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals were on the wrong end of that. Uh, there were a lot of people that wanted to say, see, I told you the Rams are good. It's Matthew Stafford is an MVP caliber quarterback and the Arizona Cardinals. They aren't who we thought they were, or they are who we thought they were. We'll get more into that conversation. Plus the Arizona Cardinals failed to clinch a playoff, uh, playoff spot this week, how they can do it this upcoming week and kind of starting to pivot towards the Detroit lions. And dare we start to call this game a trap game. Alex, uh, anything to kind of uh, rehash, maybe have some, um, maybe you see it differently, having a little bit, 24 hours to kind of recap everything with the Monday night loss, 30 to 23 for the Arizona Cardinals, the LA Rams. I think it was a little tough on Cliff. Um, I think it's just reactionary at this point where the head coach gets the praise, the head coach gets the blame. Uh, we've praised Vance Joseph a lot this year. It wasn't his best performance as a defensive coordinator, uh, especially against an undermanned uh, Rams team. So I think maybe a little, if you're going to play the blame game just to do it for doing it purposes, I think Vance Joseph should get a little bit more of the blame pie than Cliff did. And I kind of just lean on Cliff because he's the head coach and he gets the, he gets the praise. He should get the blame. I mean, I think Kyler Murray throwing two interceptions, one removing a touchdown from the board for the Cardinals uh, and one giving up, giving, giving a touchdown to the Rams um, with a second interception. That was the name of the game. That was it. Sure. Yeah. I still think they should have kicked it when there was a 56 yarder to go down to one score. I still think they should have, but I mean, it's who knows if it wasn't a 30 yarder that they passed up on. So not that's, there's no guarantee that Matt Pretty was going to make it anyways. Uh, let me just remind you out there. Cause there's gonna be a lot of Arizona Cardinals haters coming out. This is Arizona Cardinals hater season all the way through Christmas because the game against the, the lions coming up, the Cardinals should win, you know, by two or three scores for the next two weeks. National media is going to be hating on the Arizona Cardinals. Let me remind you who the Cardinals have lost to with Kyler Murray under center, the Packers and the Rams. Look at who the Packers have lost to. Look at who the, look at who the Rams have lost to. Look at who the Bucks have lost to. Look at who the Cowboys have lost to. Put yourself in some damn perspective before just looking at recency bias with the Arizona Cardinals and crowning the other teams. I, I completely agree with you, and I, I wanted to make that kind of the main talking point, especially in this first segment here, and this episode's brought to you by Stance Apparel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Yeah, I completely agree with you. The Arizona Cardinals needed to play a perfect season in order for people not to kind of pile on because people love to be right. 
what people, their preconceived notions of the 2021 season were that the LA Rams were going to be the top team in the NFC West. And when they stumbled, they were they were fair to just say, oh, you know, they, they had a bad game. The Arizona Cardinals weren't allowed to have a bad game because people were going to say, see, I told you, they're fraudulent. They're not the team that everybody thought they were. Despite them having just this absolute, they, they were a wagon for the first part of the season. I mean, they're 10 and three on the year and they're seven and oh on the road with seven wins in double digits. I mean, that doesn't just happen. The last team to do that was a Super Bowl winning San Francisco 49ers team, but people will look for reasons not to say that the Cardinals are legit, and they'll look for so many reasons to keep on giving uh, chances to the Rams, to the Packers, to the Buccaneers, even though the Packers look absolutely atrocious against the Saints in the first week. Sure, it was week one, but the Saints are a horrible team, and they got crushed. What was that game, like 38-7 to or 38-3 to or something? Three. Just terrible. When, when, your, your point about the team with Kyler Murray in the lineup and their losses, it's to two top five teams. And, and that's exactly what they are, according to our Locked On uh, Podcast Network power rankings. The Arizona Cardinals remain in the top five, slip down from one to five. But I just think that the Arizona Cardinals, people were just waiting to pounce because they like to be right. And if the Arizona Cardinals were good, if they were in the, in the, in the conversation for one of the best teams in football, then they would look wrong. They, because everybody was ready to say, hey, the Cardinals, it's the, they've got some talented players. They're top heavy, and you know they they but they don't belong in the conversations with the Rodgers and the Brady's and uh, for whatever reason the Staffords because he has zero playoff wins, uh, you know, one Pro Bowl. But they want they 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 felt like that was a good fit, and yeah, it's a good fit. And the Rams are legitimate contenders, but the Arizona Cardinals deserve to be in that conversation. They don't deserve to have to be piled on and the dirt thrown up on them right now, like they're buried for the rest of the season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I, I agreed. I mean, it's because they were both on prime. They were both prime time because they were both against other high-profile teams. I'd rather lose to a high-profile team than the Washington Professional Football Team, Tampa Bay, or right. the Vikings. Green Bay Packers. I mean, I, part of this is rational. About 20% of it is rational. 30% is rational from the national media. Absolutely. The Cardinals have never been a winning team ever, ever, ever. They've never been a winning team. They've made a Super Bowl. Um, they've had an NFC Championship game and they would have almost benefited them to not make with how poorly they played against the runner-up in the Super Bowl, Carolina Panthers. But all in all, this has been a losing organization, so I get it. But this team, I mean, if, if you don't see a culture shift in this organization from where they were from years past, I mean, you're blind or you're right. lazy or you choose to fo follow the, the Dallas Cowboys tip the scale of ratings narratives. So let's talk about their sorry asses for segment after segment after segment. I just don't right. get it. I, I do. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I buy into that. I think that the Arizona Cardinals, you know, as much as they've changed the narrative, there's, there's a lot of work to be done. Like a 10 and two start now, 10 and three start. It doesn't shift everything. It doesn't make up for all the, those trying times and kind of digging yourself out of this gigantic hole that was dug in 2018. Uh, there's still a ton of work to be done. And I think that what they need to do now to continue this culture shift is to rebound from a loss like they had on Monday night to show, hey, and, and I don't know if Detroit's going to be the team that you're going to rebound again. I mean, that should be that should be a sharpie, right? I mean, Seth Davis sharpie on the bracket. Move on uh, to the next week, 
And then next thing you know, you're taking on the Colts on, on Christmas Day. But I, I, I just don't know. Like there was zero margin for their error for the Arizona Cardinals team. But the reality is they're 10 and three. There's, they're still ahead of the NFC West in the stand as far as the Rams in the standings. And uh, they've got to refocus themselves and figure out what the hell went wrong on Monday night. What the hell did go wrong on Monday night? We'll give our final thoughts on that as well. Maybe uh, get back in these power rankings and uh, the playoff clinching scenario in week 15 for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll get into that. Uh, SoFi Stadium, that's the play, That's where it's going to be hosted for the Super Bowl 56, Alex. Oh, yeah. Little salt in the wound time, baby. Um, Cards Super Bowl 56. No, they are, fantastically. Uh, Super Bowl 56 and SoFi is less than 100 days away, as Bo mentioned. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great by the, by the great Wolfgang Puck. Love him. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Bo? I've been on the stance bandwagon for a long time. I'm kind you of have. a hipster stance fan, but I'm actually going to embrace people when they get on the bandwagon with me, I'm not going to be like the, you, you weren't there when they first started. I have uh, a full drawer full of Stan socks. They're comfortable. They're cool looking. They're ironically funny. Uh, if you have a favorite, you know, football team, I'm sure you can find some Stan socks to represent those. Uh, recently received some more uh, just a couple weeks ago. I'm looking forward to finding some in my stockings because stance gives you a sense of confidence simply just by feeling good. Uh, I've just been hearing a lot about Stance Apparel lately. We've been talking about it on this podcast, and rightfully so, especially because they launched a new line of active apparel. Plus, it's holiday gifting time, and Stance is the coolest gift you can give. It's uh, just, you know, Stance is a different style. It's a different fit, and it's all, you know, getting rid of the old, boring socks. You can actually give socks as a gift this holiday season and not be lame for it because Stance is just uh, unbelievable. Uh, you know, I've got Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Tang. I've got uh, some Batman ones, Goonies, Goonies uh, Never Say Die, Star Wars. I'll pass on that. The Office, I've been on an office kick. Who doesn't love Dwight Schroeder or Michael Scott? And who doesn't love them on your feet? They're comfortable. And uh, Stance, I, I wear them all the time. They're soft. They're comfortable. And Stance believes the perfect fit matters more than just fitting in. Those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com. Get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. I really believe in Stance. I do. And uh, I, I believe in I mean, in that's old... a live read right there. That's oh, a man. live read and, in the heart. And look at that. That's a built bar puff too. You think we just read this stuff? What flavor is just... that? This is the delicious, uh, what is this? What is it? Oh, it's the ruby chocolate. Dang, ruby chocolate we're not even club. there yet. You got to wait for later in the show for that. Right? I know. I know. You got to check out built.com uh, just to see when that little, little just delight comes to your way and you can get 15% <laughs> off there using the promo code locked on just like stance.com. Well, Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you here. Locked on Cardinals. Uh, please follow along on Twitter at Locked on Easy Cards. We're almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Appreciate everybody that's subscribed, everybody that's comments and, 
and is in the live chat when we premiere episodes every morning at 10 a.m. And, um, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, just to kind of rehash Monday night, you know, I, I don't think you talked about Vance Joseph, probably a culprit uh, for the reason of their downfall. You know, they, they finally gave up a big play to Van Jefferson and Matthew Stafford. He, he didn't face that much pressure, not enough pressure uh, to get him off his spot, to look as pedestrian as we've seen him. That's kind of the blueprint to getting to Matthew Stafford. Um, he kind of ran the game plan. He game managed something that we thought he would be too proud to do. Uh, and, and it was it was good. I mean, it was a it was a heavy dose of Cooper Cup, and the and of course Sony Michelle looked pretty decent on the ground as well, setting up some second and third and manageable for this Rams offense. The offensive line kind of pushed around the Cardinals front seven. That's something to be kind of concerned about. Kyler Murray's two picks, and, and then you look at uh, the turnovers on downs. You know, probably should have been at least one for two on those. DeAndre Hopkins drops the ball. I mean, what are you going to do at that point? The guy has a 99.9% catch rate at this point, uh, his first drop, but it was just a crucial one. It was just a bad time for it to happen. Uh, anything else stand out as far as why they were on the losing end on Monday night? I, I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know, you can't just pinpoint one guy, which is fine. But as far as rebounding from it and not letting it fester when every time you, the lights are a little bit brighter and the team is a little bit better than the usual guys that faced up the other 11 that they faced against the last couple, what, 13, 13 games. Yeah. You know, the, um, I guess you could say it this way. You can kind of frame it this way that top heavy teams win when their top heaviest players perform well. They can, they can overcome a deep team. And even a star-studded team like the Cardinals, if their stars outplay the opposing team's stars, and that's exactly what the what the Rams did. Matthew Stafford looked good, didn't turn the ball over. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cupped. Even though Marco Wilson almost nabbed one near the goal line, that would have been an interception, ended up being a touchdown. Aaron Donald, I saw this 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 tweet, this stat: fourteen quarterback pressures. The Cardinals had ten total. Like when wow. you're hitting on all those cylinders. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. If you're able to do that as a as a top heavy team, and Odell Beckham Jr. caught a touchdown pass. It's Odell no. Beckham Jr. Okay. This isn't Marvin Jones who can peak. This isn't like Kenny Galladay, who's good sometimes. This is Odell Beckham Jr., who, although has had a huge career dip, if you put him one-on-one -on, -one on the outside near the goal line, he's going to run that slant and he's going to be faster than your corner. That's just what. He's faster and he has better hands. That's what he's made his name on when he's healthy. So that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the Rams stars outplayed the Cardinals stars. That's really yeah, all it came down to. Cooper Cup was an absolute monster. And they finally yeah, doubled was. him towards the tail end of that game. It was, I think it's a great point because the first time these teams matched up in week four, you didn't have a whole lot of people calling Cooper Cup's name. They certainly didn't have their second wide receiver, Robert Woods, playing at a high level. He was a non-factor in that game. Odell Beckham Jr. did step up on Monday Night Football. It was unfortunate because I'm not a true believer that he's exactly back. Now Rams fans are going to shove that down your throat where I think that's, uh, you know, he had some good matchups and he took advantage of them and he has good quarterback play for the first time in a long time. Um, and, and then on the defensive side, like Leonard Floyd making a big play and, and mm -hmm. Aaron Donald was just a complete monster. Uh, I was surprised how good their defensive secondary looked, and I wonder how much is that on the Arizona Cardinals passing attack and how much those guys stepped up in the absence of Jalen Ramsey. Do we have to start having a conversation at the end of the season about DeAndre Hopkins? 
Um, like, is that yeah, and it's it's too early? Not, like, he's my favorite wide receiver. I still think he's the best receiver in the game, but it's true. He gets far less opportunities than any other wide receiver one in the league. Any other may be loosely defined with a top quarterback gets like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both get more opportunities than DeAndre Hopkins does. And they split wide receiver one duties and they have an all-star team on offense. I know they throw the ball a lot more. They run a lot more plays, it seems like. But man, DeAndre Hopkins should be getting 10 targets a game. So I wonder if this is injury. I wonder what this is. But when does when does the conversation start? I'm not saying it should. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I still think he's going to be great and is great. But is there a tipping point? Yeah, I think that there is a... There's a rapport, obviously, between guys like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And, and DeAndre Hopkins had it with Deshaun Watson. There just seems to be something a little off. And it might be rust. It might not be, you know, the fact that both of them missed three weeks in Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. But I just haven't seen that, you know, that connection. Sure, they had the Hale Murray, right? And they've had great games between the last two seasons. But you don't see week in and week out like you see from, you know, the Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrisons of the world. And that's an absolute, you know, just uh, those are very, you know, elite groups um, as far as the duos that that you outlined there, Gronk and and Tom Brady. Uh, But, you know, the talent's certainly there. I don't know what it is. Even without Jalen Ramsey in the lineup, DeAndre Hopkins has struggled, it seems like, against the Rams. Uh, He hasn't had a lot of whole, a whole lot of success against them. And it just continued Monday night. Now, he did kind of wallop his head on the turf uh, on Monday Night Football. What's the latest on that we're hearing from our reporters on DeAndre Hopkins? Well, yeah, so this is from Josh Weinfuss. We're recording this We're recording this on Tuesday, okay? I, we yeah. don't say it a lot. We like to do the you know the imagery of recording every day. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Um, Josh Weinfuss from ESPN, friend of the show, just tweeted out, Cliff Kingsbury said DeAndre Hopkins is getting an MRI today on his leg, uh-huh. not – on the back of his head, the injuries to his Not leg his just found that was about four minutes ago um, on Twitter from when we're recording this. So yeah, I don't know what that means. I mean, yeah. getting an MRI is, I, this could become very grave very quickly. It could something. Yeah, I mean, you know, Weinfuss heard from Kingsbury the night before uh, saying that the late game injuries to Connor and, and Hopkins weren't, shouldn't be that serious. So hopefully this is just precautionary. I don't know. I mean, talk about a week. If, if you need one, an extra week for DeAndre Hopkins, the Detroit Lions coming up. But man, that would be a brutal hit if, it, if he misses significant time. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it's... And then... They've been so lucky for so long. With, and even with... They've been lucky in the fact that Kyler Murray came back healthy and there was nothing severely wrong and they were also able to sit him for a month and they went two and one and their bye week was sandwiched in between the Mm -hmm. nfl season is a long journey and hopefully they'll be able to kind of tiptoe around any sort of actual structural damage for deandre hopkins but at this point we don't know yeah i mean to to think that a guy like antoine wesley who's had a couple flash ball moments this season it's not even close to the same guy that deandre hopkins is aj green would remain on the outside but you need guys like Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore to step up. Rondell Moore is one of those guys that you, you see him each and every game. They try to put the ball in his hands and still has been slow to get going. He had two rushes for 11 yards. He had three catches for just five yards. Uh, Zach Ertz, you'd love to see him get more involved. Uh, if there's any potential of DeAndre Hopkins missing time, 
It's going to be important for all of those guys to step up. I showed you the built bar. True believer in these things. Unbelievable. Ooh. I was feeling under the weather. It was one of the only things that sounded appetizing to me, and I wasn't going to just put some crap in my body. Uh, it's it's a built bar. It's where healthy and it's tasty. It's where those worlds collide. And this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, <laughs> rich with decadent flavor. Look at that. It's the same one I had covered in chocolate, amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Right now, go to the website. Save yourself some cash when you get the best stocking stuffer available. Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I saw the owner of Built Bar on Real Sports episode recently about how he hooked up the the walk-ons on the BYU football team with uh, pretty much paid for their schooling. So you got your scholarship players making the NIL money, and then you have the guy uh, picking up the tab on those guys to go to school and focus on their studies and, of course, making the Cougars a good football team. Just a, just a pretty cool segment. And, um, you know, it's, it's the ever-changing college football, college sports world with the NIL laws. Um, but back to this uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins, according to our guy Josh Weinfuss, is uh, getting an MRI. Was it today that he's going to get it on Wednesday? He'll get the MRI. We'll know more about Nuke, and hopefully he won't miss too much time. Jared Goff looming 7-1 and one against the Arizona Cardinals. We've seen better play from the Detroit Lions, but this, ga- this game, a one-win Lions team, can't be dressed up as a trap game no matter what. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, this is like... Uh, you know, I and I've talked about this, and I'll continue to remind people. Like every week has been a litmus test for this team, and it's it's never becoming more and more true as we get down the stretch. Because if you look at it after Sunday, assuming the Cardinals get a victory, you know everybody stays healthy. You know, just let's just look forward quickly because we're not playing the game. Mm-hmm. They will most likely have two primetime games out of their final three games. They've got Christmas Eve. They got Christmas night against against the Colts, and you can almost guarantee Jerry Jones will rip that game and tell whoever he has to to say, put that in the Sunday night game instead of the Packers and Vikings. I don't know if Fox will give up that game because that's going to be their Joe Buck game, but I'm if Jerry Jones has any pull, that's going to be a Sunday night football game. The best high school football player in the state of Texas history going to play the Cowboys with a fully healthy, you know, uh, uh, Cowboys team with, you know, playoff implications on the line. Ain't no way that's going to be played in the morning slate. There's no way that's going to happen. So if the Cardinals can get a win on Sunday against Detroit, then you can buckle up for full on redemption for the rest of the season. Two out of three home games, two most likely prime time and the final one against the Seahawks to probably, you know, put the Cardinals in whatever uh, playoff position they're going to be in. So they have plenty of time to completely recover from what's happened with green Bay Thursday night and the, uh, and, and the Rams Monday night football. What, what the hell's going on at home? I I don't understand. Like you mentioned, they've got, you know, the next two of the three after that at home. And it's just like, people are starting to be like, well, 
it's like they they'd be better off on the road at this point. I mean, they're gonna visit the Lions. That should be win number eight on the road, and uh, you know they would have they have to figure out how to win at home. And I don't know if it's a lack of focus. They just figure like, hey, we'll just we'll just survive on on the home field advantage. And you've seen, I mean, you've seen bad turnovers at home, but you don't see them that often on the road. I, I don't know. I, I think this team this needs to somehow figure out it. because it wasn't like the Red Sea wasn't involved. They were loud. They were raucous on Monday Night Football. You saw you saw each and every time they panned the crowd. It seemed it was it was filled with with Cardinals fans and not Rams fans. So yeah, I don't know what it is about about the the inability to win home games. You you can't finish the season five hundred at home. You just got to figure out a way to do it. Your remaining games on the road: Detroit and Dallas. Um, you know, that's just got to take, got to take care of business the rest of the way. And you got to figure out how to win at home. I mean, that's one of the keys going forward. Agreed. Um, if that's the biggest problem that a playoff team has, I think it'll be all right. You know, like that's like the, it's a champagne problem, even though it could become a very real problem. Like they need to win the division first. Okay. They win the division, you get a home playoff game, then you kind of jockey for position in the playoffs. This whole thing about, oh, maybe they should go to Green Bay or Tampa Bay, stop it. Immediately. Yeah. Shut yeah, your mouth. Stop yeah. it. I don't I don't want I don't want to hear that. Uh, one thing Tom Brady doesn't like to do is go cross country and play playoff games. He's done it. He's had no problem doing it, but you'd much rather have them out of their element regardless of how many of their fans travel than vice versa. Takeaways from last night, just putting a button on it, or Monday night, putting a button on it. They weren't the best team on the field for the majority of the game, and they still were within a score at the end of the game. Okay, This is not Homer bleep. These are just actual facts of things that happened during the game. Yeah, you can you can take numbers, you can do whatever you want, and, and you can make numbers look however good, however bad you want. But yeah. that's what happened. Sure, he needed an onside kick, but Kyler didn't play well on two very important drives, and the Cardinals were still within a score of tying that game. So they didn't lose by thirty, and this isn't a consolation win. This isn't a moral victory, but both the games they played against Green Bay, they weren't laughed off the field. So mm-hmm. this whole narrative about how the Cardinals don't belong, stop it. Yeah. I mean, uh, two, two of the top five teams in the NFL, you lost by a combined 10 points, and you were in a prime position to tie or beat the Packers, but there was miscommunication on that play. Real quick, we're going to talk to Matt Derry of Lockdown Lions, who's great, one of the best hosts on the Lockdown Podcast Network on our Thursday crossover. The uh, the Ravens, they needed a, what was it? A, how deep was that that kick from... Justin Tucker to win that game. It was 60 plus yards off the crossbar and over. They needed that kick to win. They lost the Lions lost to the Ravens by two. They lost to the Vikings by two. They lost to they tied Pittsburgh, who's a decent team. They lost to the Browns by three. They lost to the Bears by two. Uh, and they lost to the Vikings, or they beat the Vikings by two. This is not a team that you can just walk into Detroit uh to Ford Field and, and notch a W. Arizona Cardinals have struggled against the Lions the last couple of years. I know it's Jared Goff, not Matthew Stafford, but they need to take care of business this weekend on the road. I mean, you want to look at the potential sugar-coated Armageddon situation? The Cardinals scored less points than the Lions when, when, it, when it hit zero on Sunday. 
that that would qualify as a very bad omen and a full on oh wow we saw this year situation where they won more games in the beginning of the season than they did last year there will not be a moratorium on cliff kingsbury if they lose on sunday regardless of what fashion yeah, I, just I will tell you that yeah i i i'd like to believe i i'm i know that it's he's not going to get out coached by dan campbell um i mean they you know as long as they take care of the football they should roll against detroit it should be even more than that. I mean, Denver just dip- disposed of them 38 to 10. It should be more along those lines. And if it's not, you know, I think that there's, there is like absolute reason for concern. Like this is a, this is a get right game for every side of the football for the Arizona Cardinals. It goes offense, defense, special teams. It's time to get back on track before, you know, the next couple of weeks, you got some big games to hold on for dear life to the NFC West top spot. And you know what? Yeah, Yeah. come on. No, no, we're good. I'm just going to wrap it. Uh, You know, DeAndre Hopkins, make sure you're following both of us on Twitter at Bob Rack at Clancy's Corner and, of course, at Lockdown AZ Cards. Anything we hear, we'll uh, relay you to you on social media and then we'll talk about it on this podcast. Thanks for subscribing to our YouTube channel and thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day. We will talk to Matt Derry tomorrow as it's a short week for us here on Lockdown Cardinals. We're going to be doing our crossover Thursday. And then hopefully have some more insight as far as what this team is going to look like on the road against the Lions. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening.